Welcome. I'm Riley Karsh. I'm Tova Copan. We are thrilled to bring you the We Go Boldly podcast. Let's talk big burning questions, life changes, and maybe a bit of personal business. Let's be bold and brave together. Are you ready? I am. Here comes the show. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled to have you here on We Go Boldly, the podcast. I am your co-host, Riley, and I am so excited to talk about our topic for today. It is season 10, the season of how to all about living your limitless, best, most exciting or contented or whatever adjective you would like to throw in there, life. Um, and we've been talking all about how to's up to up to today. And today will be no different. We're going to talk about a little more how to's. Um, specifically, we are talking about how to set habits. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what we mean by that. Before we dive in fully to our topic today, let me welcome our uh, fantastical co-host to the We Go Boldly podcast, Tova. Tova, how are you today? What is happening? I am good, I think. Yeah, it's Monday. Um, That feels good. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even Um, know what to say to that. I don't know. I just, you know, the kids are at school. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's quiet here right now. You know, and that's, it's a time for reflection on the weekend of like, so how did my gentle parenting go? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even pretend to be a gentle parent. I'm sorry for all you gentle parent enthusiasts out there. I am not succeeding at that process. I mean, I don't know that I try. I do try to be calm. It will, I will tell you a quick story. And then I do want to jump into the habits because I'm super excited to talk about it. But so we, uh, we, we are, want to discuss, we want to pick our word of the year and, and like, um, my life, Riley's life, our family, we kind of let January be like a warm up to picking our word of the year. Yeah. Not much is so, happening in January around no, here. <laughs> no. So last year, our words that we selected were like, each boy picked a different one, but it had a theme of like determined and perseverance Okay. And so I said to the boys, I was like, I feel like those are really intense words. And like, we needed those things for sure. But maybe, maybe we don't want to pick words that we need so much. <laughs> like, Some, something more gentle, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, like maybe, maybe we don't like something. And, and so my one son was like, well, yeah, you said you want to think of something simpler. And then my middle son's like, what about the word calm? What about calm? It's a fantastic word. It is a fantastic word. I don't know if that's like the vibe I want to call into our family, but I do think it's funny because it is the vibe that I wanted to call into my own life. And it was in the running for one of my words. And I was like, interesting. I'm like, I may propose like peace. Like, let's just like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to see how they feel. But I was like, I feel like the universe rose to the challenge with those other words. Like, oh, you want to persevere and be determined? Yeah, here you go. Um, right. So I think you need to be very selective this year about how you <laughs> choose those words. I mean, I was as well, yes. but mine is not as, uh, as, uh, let's see, mine is not as reflective of the universe's belief in what I ought to be doing as yours. Yeah, my words are always usually pretty aligned. Yeah. So it's like, well, what does the universe think that word means? Right. It's not really what you think it means. It's definitely <laughs> no. what some larger energetic yeah. being thinks. So, um, but I think this, that more. yeah, I think this goes into the whole concept of habit setting, right? Because like, yeah, 
like I, I think I've told you all before my word of the year this year is ease. And the only way that I'm going to call that into existence in my life is by setting habits and Mm. setting goals and doing a lot of the things, quite frankly, that we've already talked about this season, which is fantastic for me because it all lines up. Um, But I think, you know, really I have to make some habit changes in order to, whether it's setting habits or breaking habits in order to call into my life, that feeling of ease that I'm, that I'm looking for. Um, and that I want to sort of, uh, infuse my life with. Right. So let's talk about habits. Let's talk about how in the world do you set a habit? Um, you did the research this time, Tova. So I'm going to let you maybe kick us off with some definitions as, as we always like to do. Um, that sounds great. I, I do want to do a little caveat and it, it's not really necessary because the whole season is about how to's, but yeah. we have done other episodes on habits. So if you want to do a deep dive into like why you should have ha- set habits, yeah. um, things like that, like we have those episodes, but what has tended to happen, and it's actually one of one of the many reasons, there were a lot of reasons we liked this season, but yeah. one of the many reasons was because we always seem to be rushed at the end of the episode and we have to skip the, the like how to's. Right. Yeah. And we do so, a lot of talking about like, these would be so great for you, but then we sort of leave you on a cliffhanger of like, yeah. okay, how do I do that? Yeah. So, so we are going to talk a little about like, what is a habit and you know, how long it's like some background, but then we really are going to spend time talking about actually either how to break habits or how to set habits and, and interest it's, you know, setting habits, making it easy to set, making it easy to do the thing, breaking a habit, making it hard to do the thing, like right. whatever the thing is. So um, we're really going to just really focus on the how to's, but yes, like you said, before we jump in, let's talk about some definitions. So this was a definition I got from an article. So it's not like a Miriam Webster definition, but I like sure. it anyway. So I kept it. Um, a habit is a tendency to do something, whether harmful or it says health promoting, because it was from a health article, but I'll just say, you know, harmful or positive. A good habit will help you reach your goals, develop both personally and professionally, and for feel fulfilled. Um, and one thing I loved about these articles, as well as like really every article I read compared to what I read maybe 10 years ago about habits, when I really started reading about this stuff, is that there's a much more focused on the fact that habits are driven by reward seeking mechanisms in your brain, and that it's not just about discipline. And I really feel like, you know, I've, I've talked about discipline before. (laughs) Um, But I really feel like um, in the past, it used to be like, well, if you're disciplined, you can set a habit. Yeah. And, and the research, I don't know if it's that people in general are being more calm and gentle with themselves or compassionate, or if the research has just been so loud, I don't know, but habits are reward seeking mechanisms. And another thing that I thought was really interesting was that brains like to be efficient. They Mm -hmm. like things to be easy and habits make things easy. So your brain actually wants to wants to have habits set up. Like Yeah, which makes a lot of sense, right? Like because yeah. if you you know when you're going through your day, it's a lot easier if things are just habitual. Like if good like things that are healthy for you, what whatever those might be, are habitual and just you just do them because 
you do them. Um, talk a little bit, Tova, about the difference between habits and routines, because I think yes. that people conflate those two things and it, it makes sense that you would. Um, but let can you like talk to our yeah. listeners a little bit about that? Yeah. So there's a, and I think, I think you're right. And I was going to jump there because uh, I think it's super important. Um, so a routine, like they're both regularly, regular repeated actions, right? right. So it's something like maybe you do it every day, maybe you, um, whatever it might be, but it's, it's something that you repeat over and over again. It could be the routine of getting things together before we record our podcast, um, whatever it might be, but habits are on autopilot. Once you get to that stage, like you're not even really thinking about them. You're not putting a lot of brain space towards them. Like you wouldn't go outside. Well, maybe you would, but like, I wouldn't go for a walk without putting my sneakers on. Like at the barest level, that's a habit. Like it's a habit because it would hurt my feet. I mean, there's lots of reasons, but like, and there's a reward for wearing shoes. Right. Um, <laughs> like it's a habit now. Like, I don't even think about like at some point I'm like, Oh, got to find my shoes. Got to put my shoes on. Um, it's a habit now for my kids to leave the shoes outside of my house because they used to throw them at each other if they were inside the house. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, a routine is something that is more intentional. So it could be like your morning routine. Right. Right. I would argue part of what makes a routine great is the fact that it is intentional. Like, yeah. That you're stopping to think about it along the way and you're yeah. like, okay, now I'm going to meditate or now I'm going to, you know, meal prep for the week or whatever it is. Yeah. And I even saw like practicing gratitude, like it was saying like practicing gratitude can never become a habit. Now stopping and pulling out your journal at nighttime could be a habit or something. Like if that's always something that you do, but the actual practice of practicing gratitude of writing down or thinking about what you're grateful for, that can never be a habit because um, in that sense, because it is intentional. Right. I think you can think about them in this sort of Venn diagram way, right? Of like on one side, you have habits. On the other side, you have routines. And somewhere in the middle, they cross over a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, like the example you just gave of gratitude, right? Like if you're practicing gratitude, maybe it is a habit every night to pull your journal out, get your pen and you sit down and like that's the habit part. But as you're saying, like the thinking about what it is you're grateful for and why you're grateful has to be intentional. It ha You have to think in right. order to do it. Right. So, And if it's not that, intentional, it's not working. Right. So. Then you're just being grateful for your cup of coffee every day and without like really being grateful. Um, yeah. But yeah. that's the gray area in between where the two sides sort of cross. Um, yeah. And I think that's pretty normal. I think a lot of people start out with routines that become um, habits and, uh, and I think it's, it's a great tool to use in creating and setting habits. So, um, you can think right. about it that way. Let's, um, yeah. let's take a quick break, uh, yeah. real quick. And then when we come back, let's talk about like the length of time it takes to make a habit. And this cool thing you're talking about here, which is the habit loop. I, yeah, when I say here, I I'm a bunch. Yeah. I'm looking at our outline, everybody. So that's what that, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, but right here guys. Yeah. Right here. Um, all right. We will be right back after this break, everyone. Well, hello there, ladies. Are you ready to elevate your life and connect with like-minded souls? Join us every week at the Go Boldly Together weekly women's circle where strength meets sisterhood. Dive into empowering discussions, share your victories, and navigate challenges together. 
Our circle is a safe space for growth and inspiration. Experience the power of collective wisdom and unleash your full potential. Don't miss out on the transformative energy. Click the link in our show notes or visit us at goboldlyinitiative.com backslash women's weekly group to learn more about our Go Boldly Circle today. Together, let's embrace the journey of personal development and let's celebrate that unstoppable force within each of us. Okay, so welcome back to the show. Before the break, I was talking about sort of diving into how long it takes to create a habit, which honestly, it could take any amount of time. Um, and this <laughs> concept of a but habit. The research loop. shows. Right. Like, you know, so there's a lot of those um, influencers and people out there talking about making habits, setting, you know, 21 days to set a habit. And there right. you are. Like, if you do it for three weeks, suddenly it'll be a habit. Um, and I don't think that's true. I think there are things you could make a habit in, in three weeks and yes, super good for you. Um, but there are other things that are going to take years and all of that is okay and normal. And there's nothing wrong with that. So it could be, you know, it could be any number of reasons that something takes you more or less time to create a habit out of there's, and we're going to get into that about like needing to be ready to make a habit, right? right? Like you have to be ready for the habit you're trying to create. Um, And so I think it's very important for people to recognize that these sort of systems that are out there um, may or may not work depending on the habit you're trying to create and kind of where you are in your life and, um, and, and all of that. But I like this bit that you put in here from, I don't know, it was from some study you were reading about the, how the choice of habit is a huge Mm -hmm. factor in how long it actually takes to create the habit. And, um, you could probably like, if you stop and think about it, that makes a whole lot of sense, right? Like if it's a habit that you're like, really emotionally invested in, super excited about, think is really fun. And um, it's not a really hard habit, then yeah, you could probably do that in a week, yeah. three weeks, something like that. Yeah. If it's a major life change and you're kind of you like, you know you need to do it, you it would be good for you. You want it to happen, but you're not as excited and maybe it's not as fun or maybe there's like 17 steps to it. You're not doing that in three weeks. That's going to take a much longer period of time. Well, and I think, you know, yes. And like you said, it depends on how big of a habit it is. And when we get into the how-tos, we're going to talk about how don't make big habits. (laughs) Like just for don't start there. Don't start there. Yeah. Um, But also one thing I thought was interesting, in addition to that, the choice of the habit was also the intensity of the emotion to get into the habit. And the example that I saw, and that I think a lot of people have seen as evidenced by people in their lives is somebody can try for decades to start exercising or to cut out red meat or to like cut out sugar or something because they know that like their body doesn't respond that well to it or whatever. I'm not talking about like, you know, I think research has shown you pretty much don't need to cut out anything unless your body is telling you to cut out something, right? right? Like as a society, we don't need to cut something out. It's, it's individualized. Yeah. So So, you know, they're like, well, I really should do that. And then, and they, for decades, they, they aren't, they aren't exercising or they aren't doing that one thing that they know that they should be doing because it's better for them. And then one day they go to the doctors and the doctors is like, listen, you are at the edge of being in a very unhealthy position. I need you to exercise five times a week, 20 minutes a day to get your heart rate up. And I need you to cut out red meat. 
And suddenly that person who has done, has never been able to stick to a plan is doing it. And there, and now it's not a habit yet, but you can, but it, it quickly can become a habit. Right. Because suddenly they're like, you know, maybe it starts as a routine. Maybe it starts as just bare knuckling it or rewards at the end and whatever. But because the emotional, you know, suddenly something that was far away, like a maybe is now like a no, you have to change your health patterns or your life is in peril. Yeah. And so like that, that goes to the choice, right? Because your choice is more intense, but it also goes to the emotional intensity that you're bringing to that habit. Yeah. And I think it makes a whole lot of sense when you, if you stop and reflect on the things you have, the habits you have successfully created, um, those are the ones really attached to a a feeling of urgency and a feeling of um, desire to really succeed at creating that habit. Um, And I don't mean just like, oh, I really want to do it. I mean, like, like the, just the example you just gave of like, that person if you don't is, yeah is motivated by the possible risks right yeah and like the the possible downside of not doing the thing so i think if you reflect on your past and look back you'll see that that comes into play a lot of a lot more often than you might have realized before uh, yeah. but let's talk about the habit loop so i like this a lot and um you were reading something by I have no idea how to Charles pronounce this. Duhig? Duhig. I, I don't I must be saying I apologize. Two Charles, G's, yeah. So but he wrote The Power of Habit, and he says that at the core of every lasting habit is a psychological pattern called the habit loop. And I really like this because it breaks it down into steps that make sense and you can visibly see them in what your, you know, the habits you're you've tried to create in the past, maybe you've unsuccessfully tried to create a habit. Yeah. You can see these steps. So he talks about this idea of a cue or a trigger. And so in that sense, um, the first step right of this loop would be your mind is always looking around your environment. You're always paying attention, whether consciously or subconsciously. And I think a lot of times subconsciously, right? Like a, a lot of us are sort of floating yeah. through time. Um there, you know, you're, you're looking for, um, rewards, like mm. we're animals. I mean, yes, I, I, we are right. And as that, on that base level of how our biology functions, we're constantly looking for reward, whether it's safety or food or security or love or whatever. Um, and so you're, you're always looking for those cues or those triggers to do something to get that reward. I'm jumping to the end, but so the first step is looking for that, that trigger and it, and, and seeing it. Um, the next step in the loop is craving. So like you, you know, it gives you a reason to act because you want the thing you want the outcome, you want the feeling, you want the reward of whatever it is. Um, and so it's, I, I like the way he says this, it's what you're craving. Isn't the habit itself but rather the change in state you get from it. And I know personally, when I create exercise habits, like it is the only way I can do it is if I focus on that change of state, right? And whether it's not actually about like losing weight or being, I mean, sometimes it's about being stronger, but it's the feeling of like satisfaction that comes from doing the thing. So think about sort of what, that might be for you in terms of whatever habit you're looking to create. 
And then there's the response that comes next in the loop. And that is you doing the thing to get that change of state, right? And your response will depend on your motivation levels and um, how hard it is to do the thing, how uh, easy it is to do the thing, how socially acceptable. I think that comes into play a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the reward at the end of the loop, right? You add the goal of every habit as a reward. So the cue notices the reward, the craving. I like this, the way this is said. The cue notices the reward, the craving wants the reward, and the response obtains the reward, right? Like that's how the loop works. I really... I don't know what else you read about this, but I really in- appreciate this sort of step-by-step explanation. I think it's very helpful in habit formation. Well, and like I said, I really appreciate the fact that there seems to be this larger focus on reward yeah, rather than discipline when it comes yeah. to setting up a habit. Yep. Not um, just trying to will your way through something. Yeah. It also goes to, and we're going to look at this now as we jump into like how to effectively set a habit and then also how to break a habit. A lot of it does, it really starts with that cue or that trigger. So if you make it hard for your mind to find the cue or easy for your mind to find the cue or the trigger for a bad habit, it's really hard to break the habit or to start a habit, right? So if I think if you think of it as this loop and you're like, well, the first step is the trigger, but if I want to floss and I can never find floss, yeah, then then the trigger is like far away. Well, and and on the on the in addition to that, like if you want to floss and you have the floss on your uh, sink or whatever, and it's always there and you see it, that's going to be yeah. trigger your brain to think about it and to be like, oh, right. all right, I don't really feel like doing this, but it's right there, okay. And what's nice is, and and I we don't talk about this too much, but we've talked about it before in other other episodes, is habit pairing. Mm-hmm. And it's something that James Clear talks about a lot. It's a right. really strong way to start a habit. Um, it can't be a big habit. Like in my head, when you do habit pairing, like the new habit can't be stronger than the, the old habit. Like the old habit kind of has to be like the driver. Yeah. Because you're already in the habit. Um But if that trigger is already a habit and it's already happening, then you can kind of add it on. So like, I'm very good at brushing my teeth and I'm very bad at flossing. But theoretically, if I at least get the cue and trigger lined up, I think it's the reward. I think that's the problem that I I struggle with. (laughs) Um, I think I need to like take stickers to my dentist and be like, please give me a sticker if I... If I actually do the flossing. Yeah. Um, Well, I have an example for that. Like I, I would like to drink like at least one glass of water when I first wake up in the morning. Like I really, Mm -hmm. I I feel better when I do. It's good for your stomach. It's good for your skin, blah, blah, blah. All those good things. Um, And I, as everyone who listens to our show knows, I am a coffee addict and I am unrepentant and I will not stop. So what I do and what I've been doing for, I don't know, a few weeks now is when I get up in the morning, if I want to have a cup of coffee, I have a cup sitting in front of my coffee maker and I have my Brita and I fill up the cup and I drink the water and then I get my coffee. So that's yeah. habit stacking, right? Like now the coffee is not like the healthiest habit, but I don't really care. It's it's there and it is what it is. Um, But I want the water. Like I want to make that like okay, I'm going to drink water. Great. Now I'm going to have my coffee. So I think it's like, that's a easy example for anyone out there of how to sort of habit stack, like you're talking about. 
I mean, I did it with Wordle and Duolingo. I had been paying for Duolingo yes. and, and not using it for years. Yeah. And then I realized I did Wordle every day. And I was like, oh, what if I just didn't let myself do Wordle until I do Duolingo? And I will tell you, there are days that I don't always do it in that order now because now it's such a habit to do both. Um, and I have reminders built in, which is one of the effective habit setting ways, even when right. it's a habit is to build in reminders. But sometimes my son's working on Wordle and I haven't done Duolingo yet. And he'll be like, hey, can you help me with Wordle? And I will also say I used to do them all in the morning, like right when I woke up out, I go out for my walk and I do them boom, 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 boom. But now like my sons have gotten me into global and wordable and like they want to do them with me. So now the whole thing is shifted to the end of the day. So like that goes to being flexible with your habits, but it's yeah. still a habit that, and, and my kids even know that like, I'm not done that set. Like even if I do wordle first to help somebody, I'm not done the set until yeah. Duolingo is done. Right. Like they're all, they, they're so intertwined and I've, I'm, like 687 consecutive days or something on Duolingo. It's insane. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's, um, there's a lot of little things you can do. So let's, let's just jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. And talk about how to effectively habit set. So I read a lot of articles and I, I combined some lists. I cut out some things that I thought were foolish or <laughs> there are multiple theories about certain things. And so there were some that were more, rigid than others. Right. And I do think, especially at the beginning, that a certain amount of like consistency and almost rigidity can be required to help get in that pattern or the routine of getting being on the way of setting a habit. But yeah, I also think it can scare you away from setting a habit. So I, I didn't include some of those. Well, so just on that, I think, um, sometimes the rigidity helps build momentum and yes. it really depends on the habit you're trying to build. Like if you're trying to, or your habit you're trying to break, like if you're trying to quit smoking, I think a bit of rigidity is probably warranted. If you're trying to start exercising, um, I think a bit of grace is, it's more warranted. Not that you don't get grace if you're right. trying to quit smoking. You certainly do. But like if you, you know, every time you smoke, it sort of resets you to like the feeling of the, um, the drug and, and the, and drug. the, yeah. the way your body works. So thinking about it that way might help some of you out there who are trying to have it set and don't know, like, what if I miss a day? Right. Or what if I miss three days? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, yeah. you know, you can be more flexible with it, but Anyway, please continue. Yeah. Tell what you were. So like the first one, I mean, we kind of talked about this already, but you need to figure out what your goal is. Right. And similar to last week when we talked about SMART goals, it needs to be specific. And I have some examples further down that I really appreciated, but it can't be, I want to meditate regularly. Um, that is too broad. So you need to figure out what does that mean to you? Right. Is it I'll meditate 15 minutes each day now? If you're not already meditating, I feel like that is a big leap. You should probably start so, at five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but being more specific with your goals and then the habits that you want to achieve is going to be um like step number one. And yeah. honestly, like not to to toot our, our own horns, but this is why we spend a lot of time creating the year of you, because we think one of the one of the reasons people fail 
and then don't restart. Like everybody's going to fail at their yes. habit setting. Everybody's going to fail at their goal setting. Yeah. But one of the reasons that people fail and don't restart is because they just, they don't pick goals that serve them or they don't pick goals that are achievable or they don't even pick goals that they can measure. Like, right. Like, well, I did it more. Like I spoke last week about how I'm trying to drink more water in the morning. I've not yet set up. I have a Brita on the counter. So I guess the next step is putting the glass in front of the Brita. It does Brita. weirdly help. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, like, it's so hard to go to the cabinet and get a glass, but uh, it's not, but like somehow yeah. having it no, sitting right there helps. Well, so that talks, the, the next two are kind of the same thing, but said differently because they're in different articles, but create a detailed cue based plan or form a trigger. So it's the same thing, right? A trigger right. is a ritual you use right before the executing habit or if it's, you know, I wake up, I go and there's the glass and the Brita, or it's a cue, um, you know, you will make more progress towards this goal when you have these cues. And remember, your brain loves efficiency and loves to not have to make decisions. So if you're like, hey, brain, I'm making it so easy for you. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, we're, we're getting in a habit here. This is going to be one less thing for you to have on your plate. And if you can think about, I think most of us have set a habit. If you're like, if you've yeah. reached, you know, 40 years old, you probably if you brush have, your teeth, you've set a habit. Right. And like, it is a relief when it's a goal that you've tried to achieve and then you actually get that habit. And then like years later, you're like, oh yeah. Oh, it's just a habit for me. Yeah. And it's like a boom, aha moment. And it, there's a relief there because suddenly you're not fighting internally right. to make it happen. That I um, want to highlight that before we go on. It's that it's no longer a struggle to do the thing that you want to be doing, that you've always right. wanted to do. And it's not, there should be no shame or judgment around the fact that it is a struggle sometimes to do things that yeah. maybe you know are good for you or you know would help your life or you know would make things better, right? Like it, everyone struggles to do that in any, you know, any shame you feel about that or judgment you you're putting on yourself because of that. Try to let go, try to release that because that will get in the way of you setting habits and, and so, achieving them. So that is really, really important. And it was one of the steps that slid in there. And I want to pull up is take some time to understand what is holding you back. So yeah. if this is a habit that you have been trying to set over and over and over again, First of all, it might be a routine that's a routine and not a habit. And so you're like, why doesn't it just happen? And it's like, well, because it it actually needs to be intentional. Um, but there could be other things. There could be an emotional trauma. And I and I don't mean that to dismiss other traumas, but like legitimately, um, there could be an um like an emotional trauma that that you know you associate with the thing that you're trying to do. And and so there's a block. So if this is a I'm not pretending that there's an emotional trauma attached to me not flossing. I don't know why. I've been trying to floss for 15 years and have not successfully figured you it out. You and like 99% of the world, by the way. It's the like, reward piece that's missing. It's yeah, the reward it's piece. just unsatisfying to, yeah. to floss. And so, exactly. And so, you know, um, I think that, um, you know, you need to take some time to understand what it is that's holding you back and do a deep dive there. And yeah. it, it's, it, is really important because otherwise you are setting yourself up to an unsatisfying failure, not like the good kind of failure, but yeah. just uh, hitting your head against a wall. Yeah, exactly. And um, when, when you start doing that, you'll also discover like 
what habits you actually want to be creating, right? Yeah. Like some of those things that you think maybe you want, and I'm going to leave floss out of this, but like some of those things you think you may want, you could do this deep dive and be like, oh, wait a minute. I really don't need to do that. Like it doesn't right. create any joy in my life or make anything better. Um, but I think the next thing on, on our list here is like maybe the biggest thing. And that is yes. start with something really small, right? Because you know what happens when we have successes? We want more, right? Yes. Like when you feel that like, oh, I did it feeling you're going to want to do more. Um, that's just the natural human reaction, right? So and if you um, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, if you start with like a really small goal, that's easy to achieve, you're going to be high-fiving yourself in the mirror. Thanks, Mel Robbins. Um, you know, next week, right? Like you're going to be like, Ooh, that was so easy. I'm so awesome. Yes. And then you're going to like set another one and you're going to keep going from there. And I heard this said in two different ways, which I liked. One was start with a habit that is so easy. You can't say no right? It's just like, it's so easy. And the other way I heard it say it, so I want to say it both ways so that if your brain prefers one or the other, make it easy enough that you can get it done without motivation. So, and I saw some good examples of this and I, cause I feel like these are big goals that people have. And yet people are like, okay, this is what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> like, I know, you know, I think about you and I, and I want to be more engaged in LinkedIn and I never read the alerts or notifications that come across on my email. Like yeah. the no, first yes, step that... could be literally just, just opening those the emails that I have set up. <laughs> like like right. that could be it. Like, don't even go to LinkedIn, just start right. reading the alerts, like step one. And yeah. uh, not to um, go back and forth, but we talked about how there is no time frame that will necessarily determine how long it takes a habit. But I do think it's good for like, for the next month, I'm going to try to set this habit because not that it will be set within a month, but you want to stop and say, okay, how is that going? Like, is this working for me? Has yeah. it been a struggle every day? Do I need to change my cue? Do I need to change my trigger? Does habit stacking need to come in? Like, so um, rather than wait a year and be like, why have I not lost? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've um, got to check in regularly with yourself. Yeah. Whenever you're doing anything, you have to you have to have that <laughs> exactly. like, self-reflection time. So I, you know, here's one we always hear, like get better quality sleep, right? So that's a big goal. It's a big goal. And like the habits, there's like 87 habits that goes into that. But they said, you know, the first thing is, you know, we know blue lights off from our phones do not make us good sleepers. We know that they're bad. So one could just be charge your phone outside of your room. Like that's it get in the habit of charging the phone outside of your room. Right. I just want to note for anyone who uses their phone as like an alarm or whatever, you can also, Toby, you've done this. You can also block certain apps, right? Like yes, the apps that would um, make you pick up your phone at, at that time, you can block those from use. Um, and I mean, that, that also works if you can't leave your phone in another room or whatever. Right. You can also like, if like, for example, when the boys are at my house, um, I leave the phone in the other room because we all have a, all of our devices in the other room rule. Yeah. But when the boys are not with me and they could be getting a call in the middle of the night because of some emergency, the phone is right next to me. I'm bad. Right. Not that the charger in the other room is far away, but nonetheless, like it's right next to my bed. Yeah. For peace of mind. Yeah. And so you could even just like put your favorite books, like put your phone on the other side of the bedside table. And put books you like in between. So maybe your bad habit is you wake up in the middle of the night 
because you struggle sleeping and instead of grabbing your phone, you want to grab a book because you just want to relax a little. So like literally put the phone farther away from the books. <laughs> yeah. Like put the books closer to you. So yeah. but these are talking about like the goal is bigger sleep, better sleep. That's scary. That's big. There's lots of little things you can do. And I just saw another one that I really liked, which was like read more industry related news. Well, you could create a Google alert to like have it come into your email. Now, obviously that's step one. Second would be to read the email. Um, but like you can start small. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be like, well, I want to read more business news. So I'm going to subscribe to the Wall Street Journal and I'm going to subscribe to this and I'm going to spend an hour every morning reading all of these things. Yeah, I mean, and when you set these kinds of goals, I mean, they're really goals, right? If you set these kinds of goals to create the habit, yeah. um, make it smaller. Be like, I'm going to read five minutes of more industry news in the morning mm -hmm. while I drink my coffee, right? Like don't, don't put the goal as, or the habit as I'm going to read more industry news. That's too big. That's too yeah. broad. That gives you no parameters in which to work. What you want is I I'm going to five or 10, whatever minutes every morning while I drink my coffee, uh, standing at the counter, right? Like that makes it something you can put some, um, put a box around and actually complete and yeah. check the box off, which is a satisfying feeling. Well, and that is a great, like if your goal is by the end of 2024 to be more versed in industry news, right? Like, right. So what does that look like to you? Maybe it is signing up some for some more alerts. Maybe it, maybe there are certain apps, maybe there are certain writers you want to follow. Maybe there's Wall Street, you know, you do want to subscribe to the Wall Street Journal at some point, once you get in the habit of of the end, like don't right. do it right away because you're wasting money if you're not in the habit of actually reading it. Like whatever the case might be. So write all of those down. Like at the top, it's read more industry news, be what better versed. And then you write all these steps, these little tiny break apart habits that right. will actually reach that goal. So I know we're talking a lot about goals, but it is important because if your goal is off base, it doesn't matter how good your habit setting is. It's not going to work. Yeah. Well, and this goes to two of the points on the on the list we have here, and that is like increase your habit in small ways over time. So just in that example that you were giving to of like um, reading more industry news or being better versed in industry news by the end of the year, you're going to increase that habit over time. You don't start out on day one reading 100% of the industry news in five minutes at the beginning of the day and knowing everything, right? Like that's just not realistic. You can't do that. So you break it, you know, you, you start in a smaller chunk, like we just talked about and you, and you build it up. So, which is the second point here is that you break your habits into, into manageable pieces. Um, if you keep adding as you go along, whether it's like one yeah. week in or a month in whatever makes sense, then by the end of whatever time you've given yourself, if it's a year, um, you'll have reached that, that habit level that you were trying to get to, but you have to start with something you can achieve on day one, not something yeah. that, you know, you think you should achieve on day one, but really is for day 300. Well, and I think too, is it's, you know, if you, if your goal is to do 50 pushups a day and you try to do 50, like, even if you can do 50 pushups, you're going to be sore the next day and you're not going to want to do them. Yeah. So maybe your goal is do at the end of the year, you want to be able to do 50 pushups every day, but it starts out with five pushups every other day or five pushups every day. Maybe the goal is at the end of the year, you want to do 50 push-ups and 50 sit-ups every single day. So, so you get in the habit of doing something every day, 
One day you do five push-ups, the next day you do 10 sit-ups, five push-ups, 10 sit-ups, five push-ups, 10 sit-ups. And once you get in that habit of doing those two every day, then maybe you increase it. And then eventually you add on, like then you double them up. So now you're right. doing them every day. Like you slowly work up to that. Same with the industry news. If you are not up to speed on an issue and suddenly you start reeling, reading the Wall Street Journal, like five minutes in, you start seeing like blurry spots because it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Like I've had to stop 87 times to look at acronyms. Right. I don't know what any of this means. I don't know who these companies, I don't know what this government agency is. Like, yeah. I don't know why I picked that as the industry news, but that's what I'm going with. But it would be very overwhelming and very demoralizing. Yeah, that's the biggest part, right? It's going to bring your motivation down. And our whole point here is to up to increase your motivation, right? To yes. like make you feel more excited about doing the thing. Um, so just quickly, so we don't forget, I want to make sure we get to... Um, getting rid of bad habits, but you know, you can tell other people that you're practicing a new behavior. It's always great to have cheerleaders, to have support. Um, as Tova mentioned before, you can join our year of you, you crew. Um, it's a great place to find that kind of support and motivation. I think this is an interesting one and I use this a lot without realizing it. And that is visualizing your new habit. So like imagine Mm -hmm. yourself doing the thing. Um, and and yeah, just really quickly, you know, I didn't want to get into it because it's like so long, but not just imagine yourself doing the habit, but like maybe even imagining yourself like I'm doing this habit because I want to be a good sleeper and I want to be one of those people who wakes up well rested. So take on that persona. I am a, I am a well-rested person who puts their phone away from their books and doesn't (laughs) reach for it. It, it, Like you can take on the persona, like don't just don't even just visualize the actual habit, but visualize what that means for you and and what that says to you. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yourself, like you're saying, imagine yourself as the person who already has the habit. Yes. And what it would feel and look like. Um, creating affirmations. We love them. We've talked about them at length on the show. Uh, affirmations to help you do the thing are fantastic. I use one for my water. Um, I need to work on it because it's not the nicest affirmation. It's something like, for God's sake, so you just drink the water already. Um, but <laughs> so don't do that to yourself. But um, you know, like come up with something that that reflects what you're what you're talking about. And then my absolute favorite is to reward yourself, right? Yeah. Reward yourself for doing the thing. Um, obviously with my water and coffee example, the coffee is my reward. Um but it could be any number of things, right? Like I am, I started exercising at a gym with a friend of mine and our reward for going a certain number of days a week is going to be um, like a nice dinner at a, at a fancy restaurant without children, right? Like that's a, that's a reward that keeps me motivated. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go at least two or three times a week until we get there. Cause I want to, I want to do that. That sounds fun. Right. Um, so find the right. rewards that motivate you, that work for you, which I, I'll be honest with you, I struggled with forever. I still struggle with figuring out what motivates me. Toa knows all about this. Um, and that it's it's hard sometimes to know what it is that's going to motivate you to do the thing. Um, and it's hard not to just give yourself the reward without, you know, having done the thing. Like I, sometimes it's hard for me to not be like, well, I'm just going to read because I feel like it. And I don't really care that I haven't done the thing yet. Well, and I think it's important to note that like in a perfect world, doing the habit is the reward, right? Right. So like in a perfect world, if you wanted to, 
if you were looking for certain results physically by going to the gym every day, right. Or mental health benefits, like they would appear after three weeks, there would be there and your body would change and you would see the muscles grow and your mental health would get better. But that's not how the world works, especially for like women. <laughs> yes. Especially women, not 25. Right. Um, And so it is okay to add another reward. Like yeah. intrinsic rewards are better, <laughs> but sometimes they don't exist and yeah. sometimes they won't exist. And that's okay. And, and it's okay to acknowledge that. Sometimes they're not motivating enough, right? Like yeah. it is motivating to me to like get stronger, to get physically healthier for my mental health to stay positive, like in a good place. Um, all of that motivates me to exercise, but it doesn't motivate me to go to the gym. Um, right. And going to the gym with my friend is very good for me. Um, so, you know, I added on an, a reward to that. So just when you're setting these these goals and habits and, and coming up with what it is that you want to be doing, Think about what is going to motivate you. Think about what is going to get you through the days where you're like, man, I don't want to do that thing. Um, you know, what is going to push you over the the edge to, to keep going on whatever your habit formation plan is without interfering with, um, with your regular life. So, and I know we'll take a quick break and, and talk yeah. about some bad habits just really quickly, because it's really important with goals, resolutions, and then habits forming, because as we've talked about habits, kind of they're rooted first at the goal level. Mm. Um, if possible, make them fun. Yeah. Like I'm brainstorming on how to make some of my goals fun and habits fun. I don't know. But like, um, if possible, try to make the habit fun, whether yeah. it's doing something you don't want to do, but with somebody you do want to do it with. Right. Um, whether it's maybe, you know, maybe you're reading the industry news because you want to advance in your company. Um, although if you're not interested about what you're reading and it's your career, I feel like a bigger conversation needs to happen, but I <laughs> but digress. We don't, we don't have time for that. This episode, I digress, but yeah, but I'm, I agree I'm with just you. saying like, maybe you're paying for a publication to read about one thing, but you, you like an author in the publication to read about, you know, like, you're like, well, when I read this part, I'm going to get read the part that I do want to read about, you know, once yeah. again. Yeah. I mean, I think the reward in that instance might be like, you go to work and you feel more confident, right? Like you yes, feel more 100%. capable of doing your job and relating to your um, colleagues and like, maybe asking for a raise or asking for a promotion or right. figuring out like how to lead a group or whatever it is. Um, so identifying the reward associated with the habit you're creating is really important. Um, and, and in that instance, I think, you know, it, it's about, about your self-confidence, but like, there's so many different habits we could be creating and you have to figure out what, like we talked about, you have to figure out that loop, right? Like what's the cue, what's the trigger, what's the reward, what's the, what's the action you're taking all those things and figure, you know, break it down step-by-step step and that will help you actually achieve the thing. Um, right. we do need to take a quick break. So why don't we do that? And, um, when we come back Tova, you can talk a little bit about how to get rid of bad habits for us. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back everyone. Hey there pod family. Have you ever wished you could stay in the loop with a little slice of transformation and inspiration delivered straight to your inbox? Well, you're in luck because now you can. Introducing our fantastic newsletter, your VIP pass to all things exciting and informative. 
Join our community of growth-minded souls. Get the hottest topics delivered right to your inbox. It's quick, easy, and totally free. Just head over to our website at goboldlyinitiative.com and sign up for our newsletter today. Don't miss out on the next big thing. Stay connected with us. Subscribe now and get ready for some big, bold love. Okay, so welcome back to the show. Uh, Right before the break, I mentioned bad habits. And first things first, let go, as I said before, let go of the shame, let go of the judgment, let go of feeling crappy about yourself because of whatever, quote, bad habit you have that you're trying to get rid of. All of those feelings are going to get in the way of you achieving the thing you want to achieve. And um, we can't sit and wallow in shame about things we've done in the past. It just isn't healthy. Now you can feel those feelings, but feel them and let them go. Feel them and let them flow through you. Yeah. And I think, yeah, so that's, that's obviously like the big thing. Right. Um, when it comes to, you know, bad habits, um, some of the more like, I don't want to say easier things because they're not necessarily easier, but more like concrete things. Yeah. I think can that's be, the word. Yeah. Like eliminate the triggers, right? So if you're trying to quit smoking, and admittedly, I have never tried to quit smoking because I heard it was bad for you, so I never started smoking. (laughs) But um, if you're trying to quit smoking, and I've talked to people who have done this, like one of the times they only, the only time they smoke would be when they went out to the bar with friends. So for a while, it sucked, but they stopped going out to the bar with friends. Right. Like, so if there are things that, if there are people that lead you to these bad um. I, we're using the word bad in like the most traditional sense. We don't, we rarely like to use good and bad, but no. like we're using it in like the, the very bad habits sense, but let's, let's it, call them unhealthy for you habits. There we go. Unhealthy for you habits. Um, if there are people that, you know, you only do this unhealthy for you habit with them. Um, but maybe, you know, you probably don't, maybe you don't want to eliminate a friend from your life, right? But maybe you don't meet them at, a bar anymore. Maybe you read them, at, meet them in a coffee shop, or maybe you meet them, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, you can, you can try to eliminate and, and make it harder. So I know that you are not trying to get rid of drinking coffee and I would never encourage you to, I, I believe me, I would never encourage you to not drink coffee. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. I've no. done it before. It's not pretty. But if it was something that you wanted to do, right. what you could get rid of your coffee maker. Yeah. Or you could put it in the basement and save it for when guests come yep. or something like that. Like you can make it hard and reduce access to the trigger. Right. Um, the other thing you can do is, um, and this kind of goes, this is a little harder, I think, and deeper, you know, reducing your cravings. This is kind of talking about that loop, but this goes yep. to like, why do you want to change it? Like, what are you actually trying to achieve and maybe what's holding you back? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and it's like you said, uncovering the root, like if you only eat sugar, like baked goods, I don't mean like regular sugar. I mean, like you only go to these bakes, some of these, you have the habit of maybe after therapy, it's right across the street from a coffee shop that has really great baked goods. And as your reward for talking about all of the deep, dark things in your life, you gave reward yourself with baked goods. But then that turns into like a, which by the way, good for you. Scones are awesome. Do it. But like maybe then you end up in some sort of awful spiral of shame that now you're just feeling worse and 
And then you just have this awful day the rest of the day. So all the good things that happened at therapy basically get washed out by this shame spiral that the scone started. So, you know, then you would want to eliminate the stop at the coffee shop and you can kind of, um, and also talk to your therapist about why you feel ashamed for eating a scone. Um, yeah, no, no, there's a lot of things to uncover here, but once again, <laughs> uncover the root, uncover the root. But I will um, say like, for me, I, I need to reduce sugar for, for health purposes. Like I have yeah. insulin resistance for a variety of reasons. And, um, so I just, uh, what I, and, and I have kids, so like sugar is everywhere, right? Yeah. There's like constantly candy coming into my house. I don't even like candy and it's, but it's, you know, it's there. So I, remove the things from my house, right? Like you eliminate the trigger. It's not, I don't buy cookies. I don't buy, I mean, I don't like any of that stuff anyway. I don't, whatever. I don't buy the stuff that I would necessarily like eat that I shouldn't be eating if I need to reduce my sugar. And it's not just that I want to, I need to. Um, and so by, but, but what you were just talking about in terms of reducing the cravings for it, I, I'm constantly reminding myself of the health goal, right? Like right. the goal for me is to not have diabetes ever. And so I think about that and like, what it would, what would it mean to have diabetes? What, how would that feel? And again, there is no shame. It is not a shameful thing. I am yeah. terrified of needles. I do not. I had gestational diabetes. It was a horror show. I do not want to stick my hands or my stomach or anywhere in me with a needle. And so I'm very motivated to not yeah. get diabetes. Right. And, um, I mean, I also don't want to have it cause it's not healthy for you. So on and so forth, but like I, that's helping me reduce the craving for any kind of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, yes. So with bad habits, I think like on one hand, it's like, oh, just get rid of the trigger. And then the other hand is like, do a deep dive into why you're having these bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unhealthy for you habits. Um, the other one is, you know, you can kind of upgrade your habit. So if you're in the habit of having something sweet at the end of the night, um, but you don't want to go to bed after eating a cake um, and uh, just because you don't feel good. Like it, yeah. it, forget health. You just, I, I rarely don't think I would feel good if I had a piece of cake every night before I went to sleep. No, that, that doesn't sound satisfying, but you can swap out one for the other. So let's say you take a smoke break and you, like, I always, not that I ever wanted a smoke, but I was just like, but they get to go outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> that seems so nice. Like they get to go yeah. outside. But I mean, but, you could also just go outside. Yes, apparently you can do that. I never understood the rules of offices, but apparently you can just do that. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, you can just, you know, I get up, I go outside a different door and I go for right. a walk around the building and then right. I come back inside and I've swapped one habit out for another. Um, when all when all my spoke buddies go up, stand up, I stand up too. I just go the other direction. Yeah. So then I'm not sitting there the whole time being like, when are they going to come back? Are they having fun? Are they smoking a cigarette? Is it yes. Is it I think that's What's such a, <laughs> yeah, what you're saying is such an important point. Like if you have a, a habit that's unhealthy for you that you're trying to change and you have, um, and it's associated with like an activity or other people doing it, you're yeah. going to, if you don't substitute in something for yeah. that time period, you're right. You're going to spiral and think about it and it's just going to get more and more inviting to do the thing that you're trying not to do, right? Like, cause you're just going to sit there and think about it and be like, well, you know what, for today, I'm just going to do it. It doesn't matter. It's just one day. And then the next day you're going to do the same thing over and over again. And uh, you're not going to get to where you want to be. So substituting, I think is hugely important. I know um, like 
I, I think it works for, for any number of things, whether it's food yeah. or um, addictions of some sort, or even, um, you know, like maybe you watch too much TV, you could substitute yeah. reading a book or going for a walk. There's any number of things. Yep. Yep. So if we want to wrap up a little quickly with yeah. some of the common mistakes with habits and the, the first one is, you know, not controlling your environment. And this goes towards really um, making sure your environment supports the changes you want to make. So this kind of goes to what we've already talked about, right? Like making sure you're fostering an environment that, you know, is supporting what you want. If it means not exposing yourself to certain foods, if it means not exposing yourself to certain people, like make sure that you're taking control of that environment as much as you can be in control of anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, to some extent, control the environment you live in um, and the environments you choose to put yourself in. Right. Yeah. Um, Do not try to change too many habits at one time. (laughs) That is a big one. That's one of the reasons people crash and burn in January. Yeah. And that goes to Um, the, the that yeah so that goes to the um what we were talking about before tova of like the breaking things down into smaller steps too right you don't try to be yeah well versed on day 1 break it down right exactly um trying to th- this one i don't like the way it's worded but i do think it's important it says you're not committed yeah. to habit change i do not like the way that is stated but i will say what it goes on to say is this means being patient and giving yourself time to achieve the goal. I think that is very different than the heading that says you're not committed to habit change because one sounds mean and one sounds nice, but just recognizing that it might take a while. It might take a very, very long while um, to achieve that goal. And I think they mean, yeah, I think they mean like not giving up on yourself, right? Like even if you fall down whatever day or however many days, not giving up on on yourself and your desire to create the habit or uncreate the habit. Right. Um, So they mean committed in like a nice way, but it it just doesn't feel nice. (laughs) Um, If you're too focused on the outcome. So, you know, I think one thing that, and, and this goes in hand in hand with the next one, you assume small changes don't add up. So a 1% change can make a massive drastic difference in your life, but it might not cause you to lose 10 pounds in a, in a week <laughs> and it shouldn't because it's super unhealthy. Right. But like, <laughs> um, so I think that sometimes we are so focused on the outcome that when we don't see immediate results, we just like, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater or whatever that Such saying a is. Weird saying. Such a weird um, saying. Yes. I think that this is more true than we even give it mm. credence for. I think people are hardwired at this point to seek instant gratification and you have to work through that, right? Like you have to, like I'm exercising a lot and I'm not like, I'm not like shedding pounds, like, you know, like I might have if I was 20 years younger. Um, and so having the habit, the, the, the reward for the habit of exercising can't for me be right immediate weight loss because it's not going to happen. Um, it has to be something else and I have to be okay with that and l- allow myself the time to grow the habit without all- the instant gratification of what I like selfishly probably really want, which is, you know, a lot of weight loss. <laughs> and yet every, 
um, every time you go to the gym, you are setting yourself up for more physical health, more mental health, like there are all of these benefits. And so you have to recognize that even, even when you are, you know, you want to do something every day and you do it five out of seven days, if it was something that you were doing zero days, right. Two weeks ago, you just did it five out of seven days. That's a a 500% increase, right? Yeah. Like if you think about it in that sense. And, you know, for, for me, just for anyone out there, who's going through any of this too, um, I see a dramatic difference in my mental health. Right. And right. so instead of focusing on the physical side right now, cause it hasn't really been long enough. Um, I'm, that's what I'm focusing on. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm in a much better mood most of the time. Isn't that nice? Like I'm going to keep doing this. Cause I like feeling happy. Like I like feeling good. I like feeling positive and upbeat and excited. And those are all the feelings I'm getting from doing the thing. Right. Right. Yeah. And so those are just some, some good tips. Um, as for maintaining habits, it's kind of, you kind of have to put in all the work that you've been doing all along. Yeah. Which is hard, but I will say creating a supportive environment, finding your people, letting people know what you're working on is huge. Yeah. And then also, I think this is so important, like not letting habits kind of rest on their laurels. Like, I think that we once were like, oh, well, it's a habit. And then it's like, okay, but when the kids, you know, if you have kids and like you've all have the flu, but it's all staggered. Oh, yeah. So for it. like two and a half weeks, yep. the whole system is a mess. Every And then it is very, it can be very hard to get back into some of the habits that you were in because it's not, you didn't miss one day, you missed 15. Right. And for legit reasons, because you got to parent these people. Um, <laughs> and so she says, or so, or so we're told. <laughs> So we're told. Whatever. Um, and so I think, you know, building something into your schedule and using reminders, using, you know, the robots that we have living in our homes now, mm-hmm, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, using your phone, this does not make you like not a good habiter. It just means you have backup. You're there. Yeah. You have support. It means you're a smart habit builder, right? Like you yes. use the support, whether you are getting derailed by childhood illnesses or not. Um, having reminders, having an environment that is supportive, having people that are supportive is hugely helpful. If you can get support, get it. Why wouldn't you want it? Right? Yep. Yep. So do we have homework? Well, we do. And so it's January. You're listening to this on January 31st, which is bananas. That happened fast. It did very fast. And um, so did you try to start a habit this year? And how is it going? And if it is going well, awesome. Tell us about it. We'd love to hear. If it's not going as well as you hoped it would, um, what are some tweaks that you can make with your attempt to achieve the habit? Uh, So step number one is obviously let's double check and make sure that's a good goal for you to set and it's something you actually want to achieve. Right. But then also, are there things, are you relying too much on pretend discipline that doesn't exist? Um, Because it's something made up. Um, Or, you know, just are there things that now you're like, oh, you know what? I was kind of setting myself up for failure. And let me try it again. And if you're like us and you like to wait till February to really start the new year, um, what is something that you want to work for this year? So maybe there is a big goal that you have. And so one of your habits can be, um, you know, I don't know, maybe it's you want to be more in control of your finances this year. And so a good habit is every day, just checking your bank statement, 
once a day. And you do it because you used to attach a lot of shame to checking your bank statement and it used to cause all this emotional stress. But if it's a habit and it's just something you do, good, bad, or otherwise, you know, you know, you'll be in a little more control of your finances. So break down those big goals and let's hear what your goals are. What is, what is a habit that you are going to try to set and um, share with us how it's going? Yeah. We would love, love to hear that from you. That sounds fantastic. You can find us on social media at go boldly together. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us pretty much anywhere. We would love to connect with you. Um, while you're here, make sure you, uh, subscribe to the show. We want you to not miss any episodes, especially this season. And, uh, we will be back next week with another how to episode. So, um, stay tuned and we will talk to you all very soon. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We know you're busy and we love spending time with you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts right now to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to click that subscribe button. Want more us time? Follow us on all the socials at Go Boldly Together. Want even more us time? As in all the coaching pizzazz. Find us at GoBoldlyInitiative.com for all the info. We will be back with more excitement, research, and deep thoughts next week. Until then, keep on being the bold, brave, amazing people we know you already are.